Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink, who expands your life. And I'm joined today by my good friend, Steve Botter. Say hello, Steve. Hey, how are you? I'm awesome, thank you. And we're having fun today. We are. We're having a blast. We've had an opportunity. Steve and I have been talking for a couple of hours, so we've got to jump on you guys. Um, as we've been discussing some principles that, that we will share in our conversation today, as a, a matter of introduction, Steve Botter is an expert in the area of employment. Interesting area to be involved with, but, but more specifically, people who are transitioning in their employment. So you assist people to to identify strengths, to match those strengths with opportunities, and to move into another area of employment. Is that fair so that's, far? That's, that's exactly right. You know, I help people who, for whatever reason, they're in transition, know where they want to go or, or get, get an idea where they want to go so they can use their talents they had from their past and move it forward to the future. Help them transition. It's about moving forward, whatever it is they want to do. Right. So in this area of expertise, you have several ways that you assist with that. Public speaking is one of those. Yes. Where you give presentations in front of groups. I I teach a two-day workshop. Mm -hmm. Um, I facilitate a group every week for a group of anywhere from um, 10 to 25 people and helping Mm -hmm. them through the transition and meet with people one-on-one as a coach. So some individual coaching and counseling also. Now, when people experience a disruption in their employment, can I call it that? Yeah. A disruption, because it feels that way, right? If you lose your job or become unemployed, that's a disruption. And a lot of times people are a little uh, tipped over by that. That they're really strugg- They really struggle with who they are at this point, because sometimes who they were is the job they had. Mm, And it's not really true, but that's how they feel. And so without having a place to go to, they're kind of lost. Mm. You know, I have the privilege, Paul of Dr. Paul of working with the, (laughs) with the, with the brightest people. Um, What they're not necessarily bright about is the job search process. That's where I come in to help them be more effective in what it is they are going to do to have better results, um, in 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 what in, in their ability to move forward, right? Now, and now you're speaking my language, Steve, because there are principles behind everything. And when you said these are brilliant people who may not be brilliant in the same areas that you are, because you've had all of this experience in assisting people with transitions in their employment, you know some things. You know some principles that they may not know. It doesn't mean that you're brighter than they are, necessarily. No, and when I say bright, 
everybody is bright. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're a blue-collar worker and you're working production or mm-hmm. you're, you're the president or a CT, CTO, CFO. You all have one thing in common. You're bright. But as far as job seeking, you're not a skilled job seeker, nor should you be. Right. And Why would you be? And, and it's not just having a great resume. If they have a great resume, that's one thing I don't have to help them with. Yes. So you've probably noticed that there are some commonalities, some common principles or issues that come up. I, I, I look at it this way sometimes, Steve. We get in our own way, and we don't always see how we're getting in our own way. What have you noticed along those lines as you've worked with people? I think one of the common principles is their ability to believe in themselves mm. and some of the skills they had and still have that they aren't showing to a future employer. Mm. Um, and I think it comes back to some of the things may, we may have talked about as how we were trained as kids. Sure. Um, in our, my mom told me, and maybe maybe your mother told you this too, she said, don't brag, don't talk to strangers, and don't play unfair. And as a job mm. coach, I violate some of those rules for them because... <laughs> I'm just thinking how that might apply. I, I want them to brag a little bit about what they bring to the table so their other employers might say, wow, I wonder if they could do that here. And if they can speak that on their resume, it might just get them an interview. Talking to strangers can help us get someplace. And um, plain unfair, you may have heard that 70 to 80% of jobs are filled before they're posted. We hear that. Why? How does that happen? It happens by having somebody who passes your resume on to somebody who's doing the hiring before it's posted out there for the rest of the world. Right. And it's only unfair for those who don't do it. <laughs> That's an interesting point. But we do get it in our head that we have to do things a certain way or that... Well, let's go to the first one that you mentioned, brag. Now, that word carries some negative connotations because of what we've been trained, taught, and educated to believe as children. But bragging, how are people going to know what unique skills and talents and attributes you have unless you let them know somehow? Yeah, typically I see a lot of good resumes. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily great at first. They're missing that one component. They're just job descriptions telling me that I did this and I did this and I did that. They're they're job duties. Um, The ability to tell what they did, I believe everybody has a minimum of two bright ideas a year. And okay. And, and so, and that's a minimum. And those, the problem is their future employer wants to know what those bright ideas might be. Mm hmm because that might be something they're just needing there, and they want to know, if you did it at that last company, can you do it for us? Right. And it's really not about yourself at that point. No, it's it's about letting them know what you bring to the table besides the job duties you did. What is it that makes Dr. Paul special? Why Why, why do they come see you? Because they come see you because... There's something you do for people, and that's why they come to you. And ultimately, that's why they're going to want to hire you. 
I, you know what, I'm thinking about this on several different levels, Steve, because there might be some of our listeners who are currently unemployed or underemployed. That happens on a regular basis. I know several of my friends who are in that situation right now. And what about those of us who are self-employed? What does that have to do with that? Well, we're still working for someone else in terms of creating value for other people because that's the only thing that gives you an economic reason to have a job. Does that sound accurate so far? One of the things people say... Steve, I'm just, I was just doing my job. Uh-huh. And that's true, but they did it. It was what they did that made the difference. And yeah. they without without somebody else knowing that, they're just a pay, piece of paper that looks like a bunch of job duties and it's where some where something speaks up and says I did something significant that you need to know about. It might have value to you. Mm-hmm. And how mm-hmm. would they know that? They write a job description that spells out what they're looking for. The question is, do they know what's, what story they have that they need to hear? They can just tell a glimpse, mm-hmm. the result that says, wow, I need to hear that story. I need to have Dr. Paul come and, and, and sit with me because I don't know if he can do that here, but mm-hmm. I definitely need to meet him. He gets an interview because his resume popped for me. Mm-hmm. There's a careful balance here. When you mentioned the bragging thing, it got my mind spinning. Okay, so I'm just going to roll with it a little bit. It's, it's revealing what strengths and talents you bring to the, to the picture, but it's not about you. No, it's about what you can do for somebody else. For them, right, to and, and, improve and, and, their and quality. And it's not about you. You know, you and I right. both belong to the National Speakers Association, and we've learned right. that it's not about us, it's about them. And so when an employer says, tell me about yourself, it's about what you have that they need. Right. Frankly, I think people have too much talent. They have so much talent that they give all that, and it's confusing mm-hmm. to an employer. So let's focus on what it is that the employer said they wanted based on a job description. I have one em- employee... I, his name is Alan Whitaker. And Alan Whitaker said on his resume, very talented. He said, here's what I've done for others. And it's part of the uh-huh. sk- skills uh-huh. there. And here's what I can do for you. And he put that as part of that. And all it was is a place on his resume that says, here's what I can do for you. And it made them see him different. Oh, you can do this for us. Which is the reason that they would hire him in the first place. They don't even really care how amazing he is unless his amazingness makes them more amazing too. They get to have a more phenomenal experience because of him. So here's a good question. Why would they hire you? That's a pretty good question, isn't it? That's a great question. And people ask that sometimes as a victim. Oh, why would they hire me? Well, it's a pretty good question. Let's get busy answering that. What, what if we ask this question? Why wouldn't they? Okay. Which opens up a whole new realm of possibilities, right? Right. Why wouldn't they? My son's sitting over here running the show today. He's not on the mic, so we can talk about him and he can't even defend himself. Just accepted to a PhD program at Purdue University in mechanical Isn't that incredible? And aren't you wow. proud? 
That, that's amazing. How many applicants, Ryan, do you suppose that there might have been for that program? 30,000 30, people were interested in this somehow, and then they file it down to a few. Okay? Why not you? See, if you, if you rule yourself out to begin with, you don't even have a shot. I think it was Wayne Gretzky that said, you will miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And that is absolutely true. Well, as you and I spoke earlier, it's about our belief system. And a lot, yes. of, a lot of my job seekers, one of the first thing they say, some of the people from ATK, you may heard of heard of them, they, all, they say, no one's going to pay me what I made at my last employer. And they're exactly right if they believe that. Right. Um, they won't believe the companies that pay more. And so I, I have to help them think that there are companies. We just need to be migrated to the companies who pay closer to the pay that I made before. But I have to believe that they're out there. If I don't, then I'm going to be migrated to people who pay less. Right, who will see it the way you do. Now, that's a powerful concept. Now, this is true if you're working as an entrepreneur and looking for new clients. This is true if you're applying for a position in a Fortune 500 company. This is true in any aspect of employment. And correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, because this is your area of expertise. But I'm really seeing that it starts with how you see yourself. Oh, it is. You and I spoke about looking in the mirror. We, how we see ourselves sure that. as we that look in the mirror. That was off our, the mics, yeah. Um, in a group I facilitate every week called Job Team, mm-hmm. um, I bought mirrors for everybody, and I made everybody go around the room in a group setting and, and ask these, answer these questions. Who do you see? What do you see? Um, is this how other people see you? Can you mm. sell people on you? And it sounds like we're ready for a break. Let's come right back to that because how you see yourself is where it starts, and then we'll build on that to see where we go next. Sounds great. Stick with us. My name is Chris Crone, and thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. I became financially independent, starting from nothing, by the age of 26. My purpose is to financially liberate the captive. Are you searching for a realistic, proven system in real estate to create enough residual income to retire or fund your dreams? I invite you to learn about a passive, turnkey, proven system and approach to real estate where my team of 200 experts can do all the heavy lifting to create the freedom you're searching for. Visit www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com to get a free copy of my book, The Straight Path to Real Estate Wealth. Just enter the code FREE at www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com. To be what we are and to become what we are capable of becoming is the only end of life. Robert Louis Stevenson Thank you for listening to Live on Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R. 
drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com So just before the break, Steve, you started introducing this this exercise that you do sometimes with a mirror and how awkward that is for some people to, to really take a look at yourself. So the mirror, can continue to with where you were going with that. I know we didn't so, quite so finish rec- that So recently idea. in a setting, we maybe about a month ago, we, we all took a mirror. I bought a mirror for everybody to take home. and Just they, a little handheld mirror. Yeah, just a little handheld at the dollar store. Sure. And when they looked in the mirror, I asked them questions. Okay. Who do you see? What do you see? Mm. Is this how other people see you? Can you sell others on yourself? Can you sell you on yourself? Those questions were in the back. We put a label on the back of each of those mirrors. Okay. The most amazing thing, I had a, a person who was a high-level IT professional, and this is his second time in transition. And he says, I'm struggling with my confidence level at times. I'm not as confident as I used to be. So looking in the mirror, he sees... He's broken, defeated, or 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 maybe just not the not the strength he used to have yeah, in his confidence diminished somehow. And and then we had one person, Judy. I love Judy. She she says, "Wait a sec, can't we tell what we see?" Oh, about him, about him. Yeah, you know, we are truly blessed. I I couldn't have written that. And she said. We see Alan here. We can't believe that Alan Alan's the most talented person we've we've met. Here and she's holding her hand way up high. Way up high. Yeah. And we went around the room that day. And what I learned, Paul, is how people see us is not how we see ourselves. They see us so much higher than we see ourselves. If everybody could just see that people see them higher, how much more effective would they be in their job search or in their personal life? Yeah. You know what, Steve, you just triggered something for me. My daughter shared this with me just a few days ago. She was, she was watching a, a presentation on YouTube, and I was looking over her shoulder a little bit, and I got really drawn into it. It's called, if you want to find this, folks, Go to YouTube and type in Dove Real Beauty Sketches. Dove Real Beauty Sketches. Here's what they did, Steve. They brought in a police sketch artist. Okay, now these guys are trained to draw a sketch of a person based only on a verbal description from a witness. Okay, so here's this sketch artist. Now, And then they bring in women 
to describe themselves. He didn't get to see them. They're behind a curtain. Oh, okay? wow. To describe themselves. And he would say, tell me about your eyes. Tell me about your nose. Tell me about your face. Tell me about your hair. And based on their description, he would sketch them. And then they would have these women go meet in a room together and get to know each other a little bit, bring out another woman and say, now describe Judy. Okay, not herself, okay. but someone that she had just met. Describe her hair, describe her nose, describe her, her face. And then he would make a sketch based on the interviewer's perception. And it was amazing. Go look at it. It's amazing to see the difference in the sketches. The second one was always more beautiful and more accurate. Because it's how somebody else saw them. Yeah. They saw themselves as being less attractive than they actually were. Isn't that interesting? I think it's amazing. Um in addition to this this mirror, mm-hmm. I showed a little video clip, and you may remember the the, the movie Cool Running. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, love it. There, there's a scene where they're in in this bedroom, and they're he's looking in a mirror, and he says to Junior, he says, "What do you see?" He says, "Junior," mm-hmm. and he says, "I see pride, power." And he goes on, mm-hmm. and Junior says, "You see all that?" And he says, "Yeah, I'm on, but it's not what I see; it's what you see." Yeah. And for the people I serve, the people that I have the privilege to work with, it's how I help them see the bigger side of them. And when they can see themselves bigger, they have better results. Yeah. They feel more confident. You're taking a bold stand here, Steve. It's, it's, it's difficult because I have to be blunt and tell them what I see, but I have to do it in a way that they feel comfortable, that they're able to say, you know what? They're I really, able to I, hear it. I, I really am am that. Now, the question yeah. is what they will do with it, the action they'll take, the results. And right. what they can do or what feels comfortable. And hopefully, as you and I talked earlier, they have fun doing it. Yeah. Sometimes being a job seeker is not that much fun. <laughs> Although, here's a great opportunity. It's not a tragedy to lose your job, true? Oh, you know what? You're exactly right. The opportunity that happens, there's so many opportunities they don't see by being downsized until they start looking at it. Sometimes it allows them more time with their family. I've had people who have lost, who are going to lose a loved one and they got to spend that, that last time with it. They right. couldn't have done that because they were working and they were... Right. And, and, and it changed who they are. They got to see a life in a different time. They've got to spend time with their kids that they didn't before. And during all of that, all these opportunities they never saw. My goal as a coach is to help them see more so they can actually do more with what they see and and to help them where they are. And notice this too. Everyone who loves their job is not in their previous job anymore. That's true. As I told you earlier, (laughs) I, I say these words... I get I get to go to work. Mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed to say at one time I said, I have to go to work. I look forward every day to seeing who I get to serve every day yeah. to help them yeah. where they are each day. So wherever you are is a good place if you choose to see it that way. 
Exactly. If you're not currently employed, that's awesome. Why? It's it's all uphill from here. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 a great opportunity. Abundant opportunities. Yeah, that we, you wouldn't have if you were currently employed. We we, t- we tend to focus on the negative. As you and I talked before mm. about when we evaluate, we can evaluate things negatively or positively, and it's how we evaluate it. Um, mm. I love the people who come into my office, and they have a smile. They're just a natural smiling person. Right. And I, and I compliment them every time. I say, that's going to serve you really well. Yeah. And the people who don't smile, sometimes I just say, you know what? Just smile. Mm-hmm. There. That's going to help you. So can we hone this down to some fairly practical steps that people might yeah, let's, be able let's to take? Let's make it simple. Let, because this is fairly philosophical at the moment, but we're saying, okay, if you want to, to make this transition in the best way possible, first, take a look at how you're viewing yourself. Become aware of it. What do you see when you look in the mirror? And, and sometimes you need a friend. You need somebody who sees you different because right now, because of your current circumstances, mm. who you see, like you, like with the sketch with this dove. I'm the sketch. Di- I'm dying. I'm dying to see this. You're gonna love see it, this. Steve. You'll use it in your trainings, I'm sure. But just like like the the dove um, video we're talking about, how they see themselves until they see themselves different, they're going to stay in that spot. Yeah, and and they need somebody. Yeah. Whether it's a close friend, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a coach. Mm-hmm. And we have coaches all around us. I mean, you coached me today. You schooled mm-hmm. me on a bunch of different things. And, and they're people, but then part of it is every day we need to look in the mirror. So hopefully as, mm-hmm. a, as, a, as a nugget here, one thing is how do we look at ourselves? What do we say to ourselves every day when we look in the mirror? I have one client, Audrey. And I told Audrey, I said, every day when you look in the mirror, you need to say, I'm worth it. Mm. I'm worth it. And that's where it starts. Yeah. It's okay also, as you talked about coaches, consultants. You you coach people on a regular basis, both individually and as groups when you make your presentations. When you, and I've noticed this about you, Steve, you have a gift or an ability to see people. For who they are, and maybe see past some of the things that are getting in their way. Yeah, I, I told I told you earlier that I had an administrative assistant said just because they don't do what we want them to do, uh-huh. we don't love them any less. Right. And I have to look past that because if not, I'm not able to help them move forward. Because right. my goal is to help them. My goal is not to to critique them unless unless I'm critiquing maybe their interview skills skills or telling what do you think about this how does this sound Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the opinion that those who are close to you have may well be more valid than your own perception let's just be open to that so if you have a coach like steve or myself who tells you hey you're amazing you've got some beautiful gifts and talents that are going to make a huge difference for people in this world. Don't be too quick to discount that and shrug it off because sometimes other people see it more clearly than you do. Be open to receive that with gratitude. Receiving is one of the biggest problems I see people have. They're good givers. 
Yeah. But for them to actually let people help them is very difficult. Um, my view is to let everybody help me to put together an army of people who want to help me. My goal is to come out of my comfort zone and to let people know that I need their help and to teach them what it yeah. is that I, that I need from, I need so that they can be part of my solution. Right. They want to help me. They just don't know how. Receiving. Speaking of receiving, if you have resonated with what Steve's talking about here today or think that maybe he could assist you and you're willing to receive that assistance, Steve can be reached primarily through email. Would that be a good way for people that's to reach one, that's you? That's one way. Email's okay. not my best form of communication, but that'd be a start. Okay. And I've got your email right here. Make sure that this is right. Steve Botter, spelled B-A-U-T-E-R. It's like water with a B and then an extra U. Now I'm confusing it. Steve, <laughs> Steve Botter at gmail.com. Is that that's, correct? That's correct. Okay. And then you said that uh, people might be able to call you as well. Did you want to share a number yeah. for them to call you? Yeah. My cell number is air code 801-814-7700. with an 801 prefix. Correct. And that is your cell phone. So they can text you as well. Yes. Wonderful. I mentioned that, Steve, because I like to receive texts. It's one of the easiest ways for it people is. to get, get a quick response when from when, me. When you have the speak-to-text, it's even yeah, better. pretty awesome. Yeah. So you'd be available or willing to do individual consultations, to chat with people, or to speak for groups, especially if there are some employment and transition issues that are, are being addressed. I would, and, and depending on where they are, I mm-hmm. might plug them in with somebody in their local area that might help help them get help. We've got to great, move further along. We've got great Beautiful. people in the marketplace mm-hmm. here in Utah to help them. The question is, they need to they need to step in there and say, "Hey, I need help." Yeah, and be willing to receive it. Yeah, there is an abundance of opportunity, and people like Steve can help get to get you connected with those opportunities that are out there. It starts with how you see yourself. See yourself more truthfully so that you can get out of your own way and you can move forward to create those opportunities and and have a phenomenal experience. And have fun while you're doing it. Oh, yeah. Have a blast. I mean, the better you do this, the more you do it, the better you get. And the funner it is. Yeah. And then you can share that with others as well. I think that's what it means to live on purpose. Would you agree? Yeah. Awesome. Let's go do just that. Live on purpose.